It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast, and today we're going to talk about whether your viewers are watching on mobile, on TV, on computer, on tablet, or, you know, is there some other way, like a game device or some other thing I'm not thinking about? Does your watch do it now? I don't even know. There's so many ways that people can watch videos now. Let's talk about what devices, and it sounds like you're thinking... This, this can't be a valid topic, but it is because how someone's watching your video is sometimes one of the most important things in the getting more watch time and getting repeat viewers. Uh, I want to introduce my co-host, Gwen Miller from Hearst. Welcome, Gwen. Uh, thank you, Dane. I love today's topic and cannot wait to dive in. And welcome to Shelly Saves the Day, who is a YouTube consultant a musical um, uh, expert on YouTube. She knows Amazon Prime, iMovie, and a whole bunch of other things. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you. I love that intro. Thank you. <laughs> that was just off the top of my head. I can't even get to all the things. <laughs> Beauty guru. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, so here's a question. I'm going to start with Gwen Miller. Gwen... Does it matter where someone watches your video? What type of device? Does it matter? Should we just plan it for, for one usage and expect people to be watching it everywhere? Or are some content going to be watched more on some platforms? Uh, first of all, Dane, I need to point out that we look like we coordinated like one of those like 90s like exercise videos where everyone's kind of wearing <laughs> right you because we have the blue that pulls us together i got the edges of black that then pulls in with and all we need is now matching dumbbells that would then have you you and i would have black and shelly would have blue dumbbells and we could do we could do a low impact aerobic session right now <laughs> love it love it <laughs> so that's my first answer to your question the second answer is from a macro level it doesn't matter in the sense of the wonders of the internet is we'll take any view wherever we can get it. From a more practical level, it's very key that you understand the makeup of your audience on what device they're watching you on. Because how you uh, design a, a video uh, that is perhaps better suited to be played on mobile or, or a TV are two vastly different types of content. So it's very key right. that you know if, you're, if your audience is mostly a mobile audience, is it, is your, does your audience like to watch on a connected TV? These are critical things for you to know as you're designing your content. And Shelly Saves the Day, tell us, do you look at your YouTube analytics by device? And if so, what do you see or when you're looking at other people's channels? Actually, I have gone sometimes a little bit deeper into the analytics when you go into based on operating system. So because my channel has a lot of content that revolves around iMovie, which is iOS specific, I can go in and see that the operating system that a lot of people who watch my videos includes iOS, Macintosh, and then as you would expect, Android, Windows, Smart TV are progressively smaller. So if I was a channel that was, let's say, even a step further focused on iMovie on iOS only devices, then I would optimize all of my videos for that type of content because knowing that the majority of my views are coming from mobile viewers as well, then that would 
then dictate different changes that I would make in my styling in the way that I would do the screen recordings and zoom in so you can see it, especially on small small devices and small screens. Well, when we're doing different ads, for instance, it's important to know what type of ads people are going to convert on. And here's mm. an example, if you think about it, because you can drill down when you're targeting YouTube ads to even like the model of uh, Android phone or iPhone or different things like that sometimes. It doesn't look like lately you can, you can toggle based on uh, Windows versus Mac or things like that, unfortunately. But think about it. If you're targeting just people who want an Apple product, like Shelly has a product that we might want to target just people who have Apple, that would be nice. Or just iPhone, just an iPhone app, right? But you can do it sometimes and can't do it other times. So it's important to know. But think about this. If you have a travel product, where do you think your ad or video is going to do really well? Like a cooking product? Uh, Gwen Miller, where is a great place for a travel destination video or a cooking show that you might not think? Uh, in terms of what type of channels would I advertise on for what, that? No. Uh, my question oh, is what, what types of devices are you think going to have long watch time with those types of highly visual your, those connected TVs are going to be your best friend there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, especially when you think of like cooking shows, you know, a lot of times cooking shows are put on as background kind of, you know, kind of almost like a live coffee table book. Like what is what is more delicious and calming than to have good looking food just playing in the background? Same thing with travel shows. If you have very beautiful scenery, these are things that people are going to want to put on on a large screen and have it be the background of their of their lives. Right. It's very much lent to this big screen type of experience. And oftentimes the pacing of those shows, you know, is less frenetic which, you know, lends it better to the uh, to that bigger screen rather than the fast-paced small screen that is mobile. And I'll tell you one of my pet peeves that I am preaching, preaching, preaching about all the time. And that is when you're a software product and you're showing your interface and that's a huge part or maybe a tutorial even. Maybe you're, you're an influencer and you're showing uh, uh, different software maybe you have an enormous screen because you're a video editor. You've got a huge screen at home, so you're the one doing the screen casting and screen sharing and screen grabbing. So you have it set at the highest resolution and the highest dimensions. And then you do an edit of that. Are people going to be able to see that on mobile? Are people going to watch that on mobile? Shelly saves the day. No, it's like when someone has like, oh, let me show you this Excel spreadsheet and then I'm going to highlight some of these columns and then I'm going to type in this command, just copy what I'm doing. And you're like, that's so tiny. You can't see that. I There's can't no see that. Yeah, you can't see that. So if you, uh, you know, aren't doing huge call out with zoom ins and stuff like that, like you're never going to be able to keep and retain the people who are watching on mobile. And it also goes, people don't think about the audio factors here. You know, people are editing and mixing on these like beautiful systems with these beautiful speakers. And 
they need to be listening to it on a crappy like mobile speaker or actually I, I I'm doing a disservice to mobile speakers. Mobile mm. speakers are pretty good in comparison to like my MacBook pro speakers. It just like are just the worst speakers I have ever heard. Like it's tinny. What comes out is just, you know, like if it's more than like a whisper, it comes out a bit distorted. Like that beautiful audio you have pictured in your head is not going to be how it's going to sound so you need to be mixing it with the idea that it's got to ha- be a very robust sound that will put up with being garbled a little bit you know i hadn't thought of that but you're right and i actually do that by default i don't know why i have just always edited with my iphone earbuds not the not the ones Perfect. that are bluetooth the ones that are connected and i actually i actually still use i have two sets of Bluetooth headphones, but I actually am almost always using for my phone when I'm walking the dog. I'm always using the wired. The reason is, is because when you're walking the dog and you need to pick up something that the dog made, you have to do a lot of work to put the earbuds back in their container or, or you know, you're chasing the dog or something happened. You need to talk to someone about another dog. So that's why I always use the wired earbuds when I'm walking the dog. But it also gives me an idea of what types of audio is sort of like the baseline that you need to have because I'm also listening to YouTube videos instead of watching as I'm walking because I have the premium and I just download some and then I just walk out of the house. Sometimes I watch them streaming or listen to them. But it turns out that I do most of my editing with just my simple earbuds and I have some basic metrics that I've created in my head. Like I, I listen to it at half volume on my laptop and half volume at my laptop. If it sounds good at that area that I'm like, this is sort of going to be passable for all formats and all speakers. And then if I move it all the way to the top volume and it, and if it's not spiking and, and peaking too much and it's not killing my ears, then I'm like, that's good enough. And that's a very unofficial and rudimentary way of editing things. But sometimes that's good enough, particularly for someone like me who, although I've been doing audio editing for a long time, really don't never did understand it. Just as like, is it too loud? Does it sound good or does it not? Uh, Shelly, we've learned something about uh, tablets. And you tell me if this is true about tablets. We've learned that they're great for getting views for ads, but very little click-through and conversion on tablets, even less than TV. Do you think when people are using tablets, they're sort of using them as sort of like watching them as they're watching like other TV or something? So they're like, is there something about a tablet that makes it not good for an ad? I think there could be a couple of things to consider. One of them being tablets are much better at multitasking than most of the mobile devices are. So with a tablet, you can do a split screen and you can be listening to YouTube and you can be doing whatever else it is. So you could also run the gamut of basically just being background noise. And so they may or may not even be seeing your ad or they're less than likely going to be clicking it because most of the time it's a background surround 
like soundtrack to whatever they're doing, um, like writing an email or, you know, surfing the web or doing these things. And so I think they're listening, but they're not necessarily seeing an ad and then wanting to click on it. Where most iOS devices, unless you're paying for YouTube premium to be able to do the picture in picture and watch while you're doing other things, which is a very small percentage of the people who are viewing on YouTube, then you're not presented that same type of dilemma. Like, should I watch the video? Should I watch the ad? Should I just continue with what I'm doing? But tablets, because of the built-in functionality of split screen already, I would not be surprised at all if most people aren't even being presented it, clicking on it, sometimes even seeing it. This is so funny because I I, I like to say uh, mobile is a lean-in medium. TV is a lean-out medium. And what we mean when we say this is... Uh, are you like when in mobile, you gotta be right there watching it, right? You're not like, it's this far from your face. You, you have to be kind of invested. Television is a lean out. You can have it up there. You can be playing and like, you might be, you don't necessarily have to have it right in your face, right? You might be doing other stuff or touching other stuff, but typically you're in this, you're like, you're kind of, it is so big that it kind of fills everywhere you're at, right? Tablet is like this, what I call this. This it's neither lean out nor is it lean in. It's kind of lean medium is what I call it, which is like it's a big enough surface that you don't have to be like right next to it while you're watching it. It's also very portable so you can take it with you from room to room. So like me, for example, I use my tablet to watch YouTube almost exclusively while I'm cleaning. Mm -hmm. So I can take it with me, set it in a room and then I'm puttering around the room while I'm doing it. I'm certainly not it leaning into your ad at that point. Like it's much easier for me on my tablet to ignore your ad, you know, while you're doing your ad, maybe that's the time I'm going to go run, grab some cleaning solution. Right. You know, whereas with the TV, I'd still be able to hear it while I was grabbing that, uh, that uh, solution. And with mobile, I wouldn't be doing my cleaning at the same time. I, I, I use it. Um, I watch uh, my tablet as a viewing device and it has a keyboard built in. Uh, so it's sort of, ha- which is also a um, a stand, but I use it to watch um, videos while I'm cooking. So it moves in, but I'm when I'm cooking, I got stuff in my hands. I'm not clicking. Yeah. Exactly. And you might actually be watching a cooking video, and you're actually annoyed <laughs> because you might even be following a recipe. So you just want to skip anything and not have any interaction because you want to be cooking or your hands are mm-hmm. covered in goo or whatnot. So it is that companion piece where you're not necessarily yeah, tied into it. The tablet, the, the tablet screen may have the most gunk on it of any device universally because people <laughs> are always doing something else. They're fixing a car. They're cleaning a house. They're making something. Well- Remember when we were kids, like, you know, there'd be TVs in the kitchen to keep mom company while she was cooking. That's the tablet now. Who Nobody in the modern day has a TV installed in their kitchen at this point. Right, right. And so um, I think we really need to think about what devices are people using. And here's the other thing is that the algorithm will show you just the same user will show you different uh, videos depending on where you're logged in. If you're logged into a tablet or a phone or a TV or your computer, it'll actually bubble up different videos for you to watch. Sometimes some of them will overlap, but it'll say, oh, Dane's watching television now. 
let's show him some beautiful uh, <laughs> videos. There's the other thing. Here's another thing. What about the times of day we watch mm. different devices? Are you know, right. you know, with the um, change in lots of people working from home over the last two years. In some cases, we've actually seen this huge bump in connected TVs during the day, meaning someone may have moved their office into the living room and now they have a television in front of them. So they may be watching something as they're doing other work. Maybe it's related to work, maybe it's not. But that's because the TV is the second screen in some cases. Mm -hmm. Um, people might be commuting, they're going to watch the phone, not going to be watching a computer, and so forth. Um, Shelly, can you think of how you use different screens at different times or how others do? Yeah, I mean, I almost always take a bath at night, whether it could be after dance practice or, you know, after just a relaxing day. And I almost always bring a tablet with me there to soak and listen and see it on a bigger screen. And then if sometimes if I'm feeling like in the mood to learn a tutorial of some kind, like sometimes I will watch a tutorial about Procreate, which is a digital drawing program. And I want to have that be as big as possible. So I'll put it up actually on a television and I'll sometimes slow it down or be able to pause it. And I will do that so that I can have it as large as possible, knowing what button or what size or what brush or where did they click and I can see that different times of the day, those devices make sense to me. Like I wouldn't necessarily want to watch a Procreate tutorial on a phone, but I might watch it on a phone if I was doing it at the same time as I was trying to do it on my tablet, but I would prefer it on a television because that makes it easier for me to see and then replicate what I'm seeing. And there's additionally, there's different types of devices that people will watch it at different times of the week. And so... For instance, uh, I had a client that actually changed jobs, changed professions. So uh, initially when we started helping them, he was at an automotive company, and then he was doing work for a tech company. So the times that people watch things about how to fix their cars end up being, at least according to their channel, was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a peak on Saturday. And then with uh, mobile, with the uh, tech, tended to be, you know, Wednesday was the peak, you know, with shoulders out to Monday to Friday. And also the times of day were different. So the people fixing their cars, uh, amateur car restorers, they were looking often in the evenings. And you could envision them even watching a phone in their car that was not moving. They just were outside the auto parts store and watching a phone on how to fix this thing. But the tech people, they were probably watching computers and they were watching them nine to five or during the work days. So very different devices yeah. based on the industry and the cut types of customer. This is so interesting because I actually, you know, just launched a fitness channel, ch channel recently and was Your doing own? research. Not mine. God, no. <laughs> no, no. I was, in fact, I just got out of a strategy meeting on this fitness channel. And, uh, you know, I lucked out that I found a channel manager who is like a fitness buff. And she was like, 
geeking out with the host about fitness stuff. And I was just like, I, I listened, uh, you know, like, cause, uh, and the host had just gotten done saying like, wow, like what you guys, guys do strategy wise is so cool. And I don't understand a word, but I love listening to it. And I turned around and said, this was great. All this fitness talk. Like I sit here and like soak it and be like, this sounds incredible. I have no idea what you're talking about. So you guys do the fitness stuff. And, you know, fortunately, my channel manager can do both. So I she just, can kind of translate in the middle. I just want to insert here that I um, once created a fitness channel called Awkward Fitness about me doing fitness poorly. So if you ever want to uh, see something amusing, Any, uh, you can watch that. Well, maybe you need to be a guest. <laughs> Anyways, my point was I was doing research on like, yeah, when and where do people watch this sort of stuff. And my assumption going in had been, oh, it'll be like. DIY, which is like it spikes on the weekend because that's when you have time to do it. I'm like, people have time to do a lot of fitness on the weekend. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, you know, traditionally for most topics, Monday is your worst day. Monday is your best day for fitness because oh, everybody starts out the new week being like, I'm going to do this. So you got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. All the other re re days crap for fitness content because everyone's at that point. It's like, ah, it's Thursday. It's almost Friday. And then it's Friday. And then that's the weekend. I don't want to do that. And then on Monday, they're like, New Year's resolution. But every Monday, the cycle continues. And do we have any comment <laughs> on the device that they might be watching during that Monday? So so if you are, um, if it is an actual, like, you know, follow along routine, it's almost always the television, right? Because if you're going to do like a full on, like 30 minute aerobics exercise, you're going to want to do that on the traditional large screen. If it's something where it's like, you know, we'll have, ep you know, if you have episodes that are just like, you know, talking about the theory of health and fitness, then you're going to start seeing them watch that at like lunch break on their phones or something like that. So then that reverts back to the phones. But if it's anything where they need to follow along, they like to see it big so they can see the moves you're doing. I would concur. Oh, I do want to say that all platforms or all device types may not be for each type of channel. So yes. it's very, very possible if you are a bootcamp fitness person, you probably aren't optimized for people on their phones. Maybe tablets or, or TVs make sense. But if you were, let's say, a how to edit on, on your phone Android type of thing, you probably always want to make sure that you're best optimized for if someone is watching it on a small device because presumably you might be watching it on the same device you're going to end up using to do it. Right. So it has to make sense to them. And that's where the majority of your views are going to come from. So sometimes keeping in mind things like that. And not only that, if you plan to only be something like a shorts channel, optimizing for television or something like that probably doesn't make a lot of sense for you because <laughs> there aren't always a lot of TVs that also, except for like the Samsung Zero, that like rotates. So like keeping that in mind, then maybe... Um, might help shape some of your content choices. Very well. This has been the Video Marketing Value Podcast. Uh, Shelly saves the day. Until next week, how can people find you? YouTube under Shelly Saves the Day or on Twitter under Shelly Saves the. And Gwen Miller, how can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at, uh, at Gwen I am or just search for Gwen Miller. I'm also on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We can hang out there. Or I do have a new YouTube channel. I'm <sighs> working on my next video. Um, so stay tuned. I think it's going to be a, a video about the basics of how to track your data. So Great. super scintillating but useful stuff. Uh, and I, you can just find me. It's, the channel name is Gwen Miller. Google it.
And my name is Dane Golden from the Video Marketing Business Academy. And if you ever need help for your business, you can go to talktodane.today and sign up for a consultation call. You can also find me, Dane Golden, everywhere or my VidiUp channel, V-I-D-I-U-P.tv. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.